0: Welcome to Life After Beauty School, what I wish someone told me, a podcast for glampreneurs who want to take their business to the next level. If you struggle with building your clientele, marketing yourself on social media, working long hours behind the chair, or maybe you've been in the beauty industry for a while and you're tired of hustling and ready to run an effective business, you might want to stop and take a listen because this podcast is for you. I'm Deandra Giselle, hairstylist, business coach, and educator. I discuss real action plans and solutions to help you live a wealthy life. Now let's get into this podcast. Hello, glampreneurs! I have a very special guest today. She is a marketing guru. She's also a glampreneur herself because she owned her own nail salon on Melville in LA that was very successful. But currently she has her own marketing firm called La Land Industries, LLC. And she is dedicated to helping businesses market themselves, promote themselves, and just learn how to run their business effectively right, which is a yes. girl of my own heart, because that's what I'm about to. I brought her on the show today because she is always, always giving great tidbits, gems, nuggets, whatever you want to call it, about how to market your business, and because she's so passionate, I knew that she would be perfect for you guys to just hear what she has to say. My guest is Layla Roberts. How are you, Layla? Hi.
1: Hi, Glampinors. Super excited to be here to, to talk with you all. Super excited.
0: Yes. So let's do a little bit of background so everyone knows. So Layla originally was my student. <laughs> I, was. I was her Cosmo instructor. And I always knew from day one that she just had a brilliant mind when it came to marketing business. She always had ideas and she was, she was constantly helping people. In her class. And so it was no surprise to me when you decided to make this a business because you are always like you always have ideas, always, 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 and I'm like, where did that come from? You know, so it is awesome to just see that she went from my student to a businesswoman. I mean, she was a businesswoman before you entered Cosmo School, but still. So it's that's our little background. That's how I know Layla. So Layla, first, let's start with how did you even decide to have your company?
1: I felt there was a void right? Um, Our industry, mind you, my consulting firm is strictly for beauty professionals, right? For glampreneurs like our listeners, correct? So I thought about that, especially when the pandemic hit, what are all these wonderful creative people going to do if they didn't have their business in place prior? So it, it came from almost like a necessity that I felt our community needs. It's underserved as far as teaching people how to run a successful beauty business. Mm -hmm. If you're just by yourself doing house calls, or if you have a brick and mortar, or if you are renting a chair, there is a way to conduct business and be successful at it. So I just wanted to bring my level of experience and share what I've learned with everyone And just help them building the infrastructure and, you know, um, the tools and processes to be successful and to bring in revenue. Right. So that's kind of where it started.
0: So let's go back to when you started your business, because I think it's awesome just how you brought recognition to your uh, business on your own. Like you when you did your nail salon, you got out there and you figured out how to tell people you were existing. Right. And where did you get that knowledge? Like how, where did that come from?
1: I'm going to be 100% honest with you. It was a lot of trial and error. Um, I found that it doesn't hurt to ask, right? Just literally standing out front, our salon, our spa was on the second floor and I said, okay, well, we're up here. Let me go downstairs, pass out chocolate covered strawberries to people walking by and let them know, even if they just look upstairs, they at least knew we were there. So I would cold call people literally just going through, you know, on social media, seeing what sort of events were going to be in town and contacting the project manager, letting them know I have a spot we would love to be a part of your VIP lounge. We will offer amazing services. That gave us recognition, Um, reaching out to bloggers. Um, Just again, mainly just again, pounding the pavement, doing cold calling, um, calling in favors from people that I know in the industry that may be doing an event. I had some event planner friends that I piggybacked on some of their events And we did services, you know, for the people that were attending those parties. So again, I just think it's just not being afraid to ask people and not being afraid to just try something different.
0: Well, people are scared of the no, though.
1: But what really is going to happen if they say no? I mean, to be honest, you're just going to be in the same position you were prior to asking. So you didn't lose anything.
0: That's good. That's a good point. Yeah, no, for sure. So, can you tell me some of the common mistakes that beauty professionals make when they are marketing themselves?
1: It's funny because you had an an episode recently um, about picking and finding out your ideal client, right? Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah.
1: So, I would say, to be honest with you, if you don't know who you're marketing to or who you want to attract, That's, it's a huge mistake. And I would think to me, based on my experience, that that is the number one mistake you're marketing and you don't really have a target. You don't really know who you're marketing to. And then also I would say utilizing only one platform or one method to market, diversify. That's also a mistake that I think people find. They just rely on maybe just Instagram only or only word of mouth or referrals, you know, so diversifying and knowing who you're marketing to would be, I would think a huge mistake that a lot of people make. And just because they don't know.
0: Yeah, they don't know. And I think it is a little overwhelming because I know I kind of started before social media. So once I got busy and mine was word of mouth, hitting the pavement, passing out cards, um, I did a model's hair and makeup, took her to the mall with me and I was like, hey, help me pass out my cards. I was thinking outside the box. So then when social media came, I'm like, oh my gosh, this, you know what I mean? And so it took a minute, it was a little bit of resistance, but now I'm thinking about my students as they're graduating from Cosmo school. Um, it can be a little bit overwhelming to focus on all the different platforms, which I think things like this, like podcasts like this, help you figure out where to start. And I think that's a good point. Like you have to start with who you're talking to.
1: That's right. You have to have the plan.
0: Yeah. Cause if you don't know, it's like, what are we even doing? Who are you speaking to and why? And I think the last quote for that episode was people shop where they see themselves. Hmm. I don't (laughs) know. My mentor gave me that and I was like, oh my gosh, you're right. Totally. Totally. That was crazy. Okay. So when the pandemic hit, a lot of a lot of beauty businesses had no clue what to do. So they didn't know like how to make their business run from behind the chair what are some of, what are some advice? What is some advice that you would give to um, hair beauty professionals, glam outside of uh, working behind the chair? Like what else could they do since they put all their eggs in one basket, which is them standing behind the chair, physically doing the work. What is some advice you would give them?
1: Um, I would say to start definitely gathering up all of your clients right any information that you possibly have reaching out to your clients. our business is very much relationship based right Mm -hmm. so I feel that what I have this is actually advice that I've given to a friend of mine right when the pandemic hit I was like contact all of your clients they may be wondering if you're okay you know, contact them. And in turn, while she was contacting them, she discovered people needed product. People needed and still wanted to patronize her and were willing to make accommodations either at their home or, you know, choosing a location that was outdoors. And they were really trying to accommodate her because not only did they need their services still, right? But they also wanted to make sure that she was okay and that she was able to sustain her normal lifestyle. So you don't want to underestimate the relationships that you have with your clients and letting them know what's going on. So in turn, I would say focusing on what you have, right? Whatever that is, the clients that have been loyal and coming to you, if it's support from family, you know, maybe you're going to be doing more of your family member's hair now and they trust you because they know where you've been. They're not as afraid because of the, you know, the virus. And then you're still getting a little bit of income from them. You know, It's thinking, again, thinking outside the box. Also, possibly you could get with another service provider that's a friend. You guys can purchase some products at a lower you know, discounted rate, and you guys can do delivery and deliver. Everyone needs shampoo. And I'm, I'm personally who I care about my hair. I'm not just gonna get any shampoo. I'm gonna call my lady and say, hey, what should I use on my hair? So you can create care packages, right? And charge a fee and you're getting a discount already. You're a service provider. So things like that, I would say to just bring it back. <laughs> you know, focusing on what you have, trying to build off of what you've already established. And then mm-hmm. also taking that time to learn something, take the time to learn a new skill, right? Learn a new technique, um, sharpen your skills, you know? Yeah.
0: I think the the key that everyone should take from that is you see what you already have by not underestimating the relationship you have with your clients. Because I think every time we need to do something new, we think that we need to go do something new. Like we don't try to see, okay, what can I do with what I have already And you found or people found that, you know, well, my clients do. A few of my clients, when I came back, decided to give like one client gave me a $200 tip. And I was like, whoa, that was more than her service. And she was like, you are essential. You're essential to me. Exactly. And I'm like, wow. So you're right. And then another key thing I want you guys to make sure you're taking from this is to keep your clients in the loop. And the reason why I say that is when I had my daughter, I went on maternity leave. And that was the scariest thing for me because I had never left my clients for a long amount, maybe a week, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But to say 10 weeks, maybe 12, I'll be gone. And I didn't know what to do. So what I did is I would email my clients and I would say, hey, guys, um, so I'm no longer in the salon, as you already know, getting ready to have the baby. I'll keep you guys in the loop. Then I'm like, I sent another email like she's here, you know, here's a picture of us in the hospital. And then, you know, just made them a part of the journey to my daughter still some of my clients haven't even met her face to face, and she still gets presents from Mm -hmm. people. Cause you made them a part of your journey and you're right. Don't underestimate that they feel that relationship. like they're a
1: part of their, they are a part of your life. You know, we spend a lot of time with these people, right? We're mm-hmm. like therapists. We know all about, you know, the things that sometimes they don't even want people to know or see, you know, it's a very intimate position that we are in with our clients and we shouldn't take it for granted. And really, you know, like I said, just, You just never know. And it, again, doesn't hurt to ask. Doesn't hurt to
0: reach out. Doesn't hurt. You're right. Okay, so how important do you think social media is to your business? Because we have some glampreneurs who've maybe been in the industry for years before there was a Facebook. Maybe there's MySpace for those of you guys who don't know what MySpace is. i telling our age. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Um, But MySpace, I don't even remember MySpace even being used for businesses on the caliber that um, Instagram and Facebook is now. So how important do you think for those people who are a little bit apprehensive of incorporating social media into their business, how important is it?
1: I think it's extremely important. It has revolutionized the way that we reach people, the way that we market. Not only that, but how many people we can reach at any given time um, is huge for business, you know? So I do think that it's very important and it can be overwhelming, but again, there's an app for everything now, right? I know, Deandra, that you utilize those apps quite often to map out and schedule out your posts. Um, I think yeah, it, it, like I said, I I can't stress it enough. It is hugely important. It's this is something that has revolutionized not only business as a whole but our industry specifically. We're able to show our work in real time. We're able to get customer testimonials in real time. Um, this has never been done before. So I do think that it's very important. I do think it can be overwhelming, but again, like anything, you know you can learn and there now with technology, there are apps to even do most of the hard stuff for you, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, So yeah, I do think it's very important. And I think if it is a tool like anything else, right? But you need to know how to use it, right? You don't just take a tire off of your car without knowing how to use that wrench that takes the lug nuts off, you know what I mean? So yeah, I do think it's very, very important.
0: And it's funny that you say apps because I'm actually in the process of creating an episode on uh, five important apps to help you schedule and plan your social media posts because it is important and it's not as overwhelming. That was my apprehension is that I'm a mom. I have several jobs. I do not have time to post or to think about, hey, guys, I'm curling hair right now. (laughs) Like I didn't have I didn't have that time, but I think I was putting those standards from someone else that was someone I was looking at, you know, people that I follow people that I like, Mm -hmm. and I I had to make it make sense for me. You know what I mean? So I definitely think I just like to get your take on social media, because in my opinion, if you don't have social media, you are losing out on a lot of business and people may not even come to you because they research everything through social media and then they take it available now. Yeah.
1: Right
0: so yeah and it's a
1: way to stand out like think of it as any other sort of platform like for instance let's say you're going to the to the grocery store and those shelves are styled a certain way you go to a clothing store the racks are positioned a certain way right Mm -hmm. for you to view it and you know when you're going into a target or when you're going into a walmart right Mm -hmm. so the way the images and everything that we do from our branding this platform of social media you literally can reach the entire world from your living room yeah where and when do you know how expensive that used to be back in the day to try to reach all of these people you're trying to buy you know addresses to send um you know mailers to you're Mm -hmm. like it's yes thank you to the people that made social media It has its ups, it has its downs, like everything, but I do think it is a huge tool. And once you get the basics, and it's really not rocket science, it's really just algorithms, right? So it's a formula put together and then there's an outcome at the end. So I'm just saying, don't be afraid of social media. It is a humongously beneficial tool because of the reach. That alone, if you take nothing else from social media, the fact that you can reach the entire world.
0: Yes. And I think with social media, something you said is that it's a tool, a tool. It's not the only thing. So, you know, you have to keep in mind that it is a great tool and it's a tool that's important, but there's other things that come into that because you want to make sure that your business is legit when they go looking for you, when they find you on social media. Okay. So can you give me three things every glampreneur should do in their marketing efforts? What are three things you feel like they should do?
1: Well, let's bring it back to the beginning. Know who you're marketing to. That's number one. Um, and narrowing your campaigns. When I say a campaign, um, I would say it's, liking it to um, a project. So Mm -hmm. let's say we want to focus on natural hair, right? Let's just say that's your thing. So I would say managing and coming up with a specific campaign for whatever it is that you want to do and run with that for at least a week or so. And then the third thing would be grabbing all the data right? Having something in place. And luckily social media does that for you. When your insights, you can kind of see how well a post did, how Mm -hmm. many sites, I mean, how many insights you got, meaning how many clicks did you get? How many times did someone go to your website or click to book with you? That information is key because what that's going to do is going to help you to see what worked, what didn't work Mm -hmm. because let's all work smarter, right? Let's not put our efforts into something that's not giving us anything back. And the Mm -hmm. only way you're gonna know that is by looking at the data, looking at the results of whatever campaign you did, whatever project, whatever um, uh, marketing effort you wanna do. So those are the three things to bring it back, know who you're marketing to, have a set plan, right? Um, And try to focus on one thing at a time that'll make it less overwhelming and kind of like gear, all of your posts of all of your um, correspondence within that same theme. There you Mm -hmm. go, let's let's call it a theme. Think of a theme um, that you wanna go with and just work with it for about a week or so. You could even carry it on as long as you want. But typically I would say about a good full week, five to seven days kind of gives you a real idea of how well something did and you get more opportunities to keep telling people the same information in new ways and then gathering the data so those three things having a plan knowing who and what you're going to talk about right Mm -hmm. what your theme is and then getting the data
0: getting the data is huge and if you're not sure what you should even post you may want to consider looking at some of your favorite um You know, hairstylist, makeup artist, whatever field you're in as a glampreneur and see what gets the most likes from them. I'm not saying you're going to go deep into their insights, but just kind of see like what really, um, attracted people to them just to give you an idea. That's a great one. Yeah. Yeah. That one was like hard for me because I know for me, I have so many ideas. Yeah. And it's like, I want to do them all. And I've already moved on to the next. Um, And so I think when I look at everything, which is why planning is good. Mm -hmm. When you look at everything, you can see when I can now see when I'm a little jumbled, right? When I'm like, "Mm, we're not ready for that yet. That should be a little bit longer. So that those are good three things, guys. I hope you guys wrote that down. Okay. So the next question is, what would you say to the individual who gets overwhelmed with marketing on social media? you kind of answered it. Yeah,
1: but I mean, great. We can go back to it. I, I love these questions because you really want people to understand that everything can be overwhelming, right? Depending on how you look at it, depending on your perception of it. Right. And my whole thing is always taking a big thing, and breaking it down to smaller, digestible pieces. <laughs> yeah. So I would say, again, um, having a theme, it goes back to those same things, knowing who you're going to market to and what you're trying to show them, right? Mm-hmm. That is going to help you to hone in. It's going to take all of those ideas that you have going on, which are great, but let's just focus. It allows you to focus your efforts. So that automatically will help it be less overwhelming because now you have a plan. Okay, I'm going to do press outs today or I want to get more press, you know, silk press clients. So that is my theme, let's say. So I know who I'm going to be targeting. I know what I'm going to be showing them because this is what I want them to come in for. Remember seeing yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, the clients go to people that they see themselves in. So then you kind of already have some of the guesswork already for you to go. And then, um, again, utilizing some of these apps. Deandra, I know there's an app that you use specifically to plan out your week of posts. Mm
0: -hmm. Planoly, plan, plan, (laughs) P-L-A-N-O-L-Y. Okay,
1: maybe that's something that you can put up for them. Yes, I will, I'll put it in the show notes. Those are huge and that could be a whole um, episode in itself, right? Um, But yeah, utilizing these tools to help you manage your marketing campaigns, which would be, you know, um, a set period of time that you're going to be utilizing this theme to get the most amount of clients that you desire from that particular campaign. So, yeah, I hope, did I answer that? I no, know you I rambled, did, but I, was just I say, so into it.
0: <laughs> no, you definitely answered it, but I was going to say something when it comes to, um, these apps and um, I'm going to get a little bit more in depth with it in an episode. But one of the things I want to think I want you guys to think about is take a moment to uh, get ready for your plan, meaning like, okay, you have to know how to use, you know, the app that you want to use. You have to know, like, what's the theme you're going to do. And I think when you try to tackle everything at once and then post that can get overwhelming too. So like, I always say, give yourself an education curve, like Mm. start seeing what makes sense. Do you like this app? Is this, you know what I mean? Like make sure that you give yourself a minute to figure out your rhythm instead of posting and then getting upset that it's not working right or that you still feel overwhelmed because I I know that you let me just be real with you guys it took me a minute to be consistent on social media and if you guys scroll through my IG you'll see the transformation if you scroll all the way down to the bottom you'll see it was like kids and family then random very pictures that were not lit. Well, it was like, you could see the education, the growth Mm -hmm. and allow yourself that moment is what I'm saying. Because I think we look at people that we admire and want to be like them, maybe not even knowing that they have a social media person now. (laughs) You
1: know what I mean? Right. And it is a process. And I love saying this all the time. Trust the process. Mm -hmm. It is their steps for a reason. And sometimes we want to just get to the end. Right. Mm-hmm. But trust the process, you know, and, and break it down into smaller pieces, right? Mm-hmm. If you have this huge goal, well, what's the first step, right? And then once you go that, then you go to the second step and the third step and so on and so forth. And educating yourself is key,
0: it is. right?
1: Listening to a podcast, listening to a talk, you know, even going on and just, you know, doing an online seminar, even at a community college. They have tons of social media classes that are free um, at a lot of these um, city colleges and stuff that are virtual. Um, Even people on social media are giving tips and stuff like educate yourself because the more you know, the less overwhelmed you'll be because you'll have an answer for those questions.
0: Absolutely. So the next thing is that, you know, we live in California. It's a major state. It's busy. Um, And we live in, you know, city areas. Do you think that marketing is different for a small town versus a city? Like, do you think your marketing efforts would change? And if so, how would they?
1: Um, Well, again, I would say I would say, yes, they do change. Marketing is marketing, right? There's a formula, there's a way to do things. However, the route that you take, right? The the choice of the method, right? The marketing method that you may use, word of mouth and referrals may work better in a smaller town because everyone knows there's not as much competition. Maybe you are the only person doing, you know, microlinks or, you know, whatever the service is. So you may not have to work as hard, right. Mm-hmm. To get a referral because everyone knows everyone. There's only so many places to go. So you kind of write an advantage there. Mm-hmm. So something like that, I would say, yes, that's different. Um, you know, the way that you're going to utilize your social media is going to be different. Maybe you're just going to hone in on your geographic area. You know, yeah. your zip code where, and that's plenty of business for you because you're the only game in town,
0: mm-hmm. Do you know
1: what I mean? So yes, it does change. Marketing is marketing, right? But that's where you, the creative person comes in and thinking outside the box and utilizing these tools, right? Mm-hmm. To better serve you, for you to get a better outcome. So the answer to that is yes, it is different. Small town is definitely going to be different, than a bigger place you have more competition they're being bombarded more often and solicited to way more often because there's a salon on every corner there's but again remember two business can two businesses can exist side by side they could be next door neighbors but who's going to get the more business the one that people know about
0: yeah yeah that's true um i always say that on social media. People have to know about you, right? So in marketing, that's why your marketing efforts are important. That's why taking the time to figure out what marketing medium is the best. And I like that you said that the formula is kind of the same. It's just the route that you take is slightly different. So you'll have to do a little bit of your own research to figure out what makes sense where I'm at, because even like me living in, you know, you know, Rancho, and from Northridge, the marketing efforts changed, right? Yeah. From what, the, from Pasadena. These are mm-hmm. all cities in California. They are all different, different market, different people. And you have to learn and understand what that means for you. Hey, what's up, Glampreneurs? So Layla and I had so much fun in this interview But rather than give you guys an hour-long interview, I decided to break it up into two parts. So you just got done listening to part one of Marketing 101. Now... We gave you guys so much information, and I just want to do a quick recap and tune in next week for the rest of this interview with Layla Roberts, the marketing guru. The first thing I want you to take from this is don't underestimate your clients. Your clients help you and will help you if you just ask don't be afraid to ask and use what you already have rather than starting fresh every single time you can literally start from the clients that you already have in my mind listening to this podcast listening to our interviews that was the major parts that came to mind is to not underestimate your clients And to remember to start with what you already have and don't be afraid to ask. A lot of the opportunities that Layla got for her business to make it successful is she wasn't afraid to ask and she wasn't afraid to just do it. So tune in next week. You guys know every single Wednesday... There is a new episode that drops. So tune in next week to hear part two of Marketing 101. You're not gonna wanna miss it because there is so much information. As always, I need you to go ahead and leave a five star rating, leave a review and share on your social media platforms. You can do that by screenshotting the podcast cover and sharing anywhere on your platforms. As always, thank you for listening, Glampreneurs. Stay connected.